This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It's 9.19, it's Tuesday the 5th of December and you're listening to The Morning Run. Corporate Malaysia just recently wrapped up the third quarter results season and in that quarter, the political uncertainty in Malaysia was elevated following the conclusion of the state polls and this has allowed investors to refocus on the fundamentals. However, the benchmark index, FBM KLCI, still remained at the 1400 levels on a year-to-date basis. So can the FBM KLCI be supported by more favourable momentum in the last quarter and next year? For answers, we turn to Jeremy Go, Head of Research at Hong Leong Investment Bank. Thanks for speaking to us, Jeremy. Always good to speak to you. Now, overall, how was the third quarter result season? Were most of the companies under your coverage in line? with expectations? Hi, good morning, everyone. I'd say we had a fairly decent result season for the third quarter. Overall, we had almost half the stocks under our coverage that reported results in line with expectations, um, 27% below and 25% above. Um, sequentially, if you were to compare it against the, the second quarter, we did see fewer misses and more beats amongst the results. What sectors had disappointed and why? Would you be calling sell on these names? Uh, so from a sectorial perspective, disappointments uh, were more prevalent in media, which is facing a challenging ADEX environment along with softer consumer sentiment. The tech sector continued to see shortfalls as well, whereby the recovery was weaker than guided by the respective companies. And uh, to a lesser extent, Plantation also disappointed, mainly on shortfalls from the production front. Now, uh, whether I'll be calling a sell on these names or not, I do have quite a negative bias uh, on the media sector as it continues to face strong digital competition, be it in the form of, of ADEX or subscription. However, for tech, we are more neutral as we reckon that the worst is likely over for the sector, though a strong recovery is also unlikely given the softer demand um, for its end products. As for plantation, I think that that the lag impact from El Nino on production, which should be favourable for CPO price, will likely kick in from the middle of next year. So we're a bit more neutral uh, on, on plantations as well. Jeremy, on the other hand, what surprise on the upside? Look, uh, sectors that surprised on the upside were autos, which continue to see uh, very robust uh, TIB numbers, as well as the glove sector, which which has been disappointing for, for quite a while now. Uh, that, that finally surprised on the upside because there were uh, cost savings from the decommissioning of some of their plants. So taking into account all these upsides and downsides, right? will there be any changes to the FBM KLCI 2023 year-end target based on these earning results then? Yeah, so post the quarter result season, we have cut our earnings forecast by an average of 2%. So now we are looking at a year-end target of 1490. Um, now, since you, you did bring up the topic of where the KLCI might be uh, by the end of this month, I'd just like to highlight that there tends to be a statistically significant year-end window dressing effect for Malaysia, whereby December has had a positive hit rate of 92% uh, since the GFC. Okay, and since 2024 is like literally round the corner, what's the outlook for, for next year? I mean, what, sh- what is your year-end target and also the investment strategy that you're advocating? So, uh, on the external front, we have had almost two years of hiking uh, by the Fed accelerating in 2022 and decelerating this year. We reckon that the Fed has likely reached its peak and we have a consensus aligned bet for the Fed to stay pat on their rates uh, next week, marking its third consecutive pause, which would be the longest pause 
post-pandemic, suggesting that its rate upcycle may be over. Now, looking forward into next year, we think that uh, there will probably be a 50 basis point private by the Fed from mid-year onwards, uh, before the US elections in November, of course. Now, alongside our call for 25 bips uh, OPR hike in 2024, this would collectively um, narrow the Fed fund rate OPR spread by 75 basis points. Now, this is good for our local boss because there's an inverse relationship uh, between the interest rate spreads and the KLCI, and also a narrowing Fed fund rate OPR spread would be uh, good in aiding ringgit recovery. And on the domestic front, uh, you know, we have G15 done and dusted and also the six state elections. I feel the political scene has found some stability, which is good for the market. Uh, the unity government has a two-third majority in parliament. And with GE16 only due in late 2027 or, or early 2028, this gives the unity government quite a decent political runway to push through their reforms and implement um, their strategic plans, such as the Madani economy and Netter. So all in, um, have a bit more upside bias to the market uh, for next year, whereby we have a KLCI target of uh, 15.40 for next year. Nonetheless, so what are the headwinds that we should be mindful of that might derail a recovery? So on the external front, I would be worried if inflation numbers in the U.S. start to show signs of revival. Um, that happens, then the whole market spooking narrative of more hikes and higher for longer starts to regain life again. Uh, domestically, the, the government is going to push ahead with its subsidy rationalization plans once the uh, PADU database is out. And subsidy rationalization, especially for fuel uh, and electricity, will have an impact on discretionary in income. Right. Uh, don't, don't get me wrong here, uh, making subsidies more targeted is a necessary pain to reduce the overall budget deficit of the government, but it's hard to imagine this happening without any impact to spending, uh, especially in the current high cost of living environment. Uh, Jeremy, again, I just want to know, is there any uh, strong foreign fund flow coming back into our market? Yeah, so we did see, uh, there, we were net sales in the month of October, that's in the month of November, we uh, turned back into net buys from Asian equities, I think to the tune of close to about $1.6 billion. And Jeremy, what are your top three picks and why? Right, so uh, I'm going to try to take this question a bit differently. Now, I think there's going to be three key themes that investors will be eyeballing next year, which is firstly, uh, continued robust recovery in tourist numbers. I think the tourism minister has recently come out to say that uh, we've hit 26 million in the first 11 months of this year. And that's 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 already back to pre-pandemic levels, right? So as a proxy with a robust tourism recovery, uh, we like Malaysian airports. Second theme that we're looking at is, of course, a play uh, on the netter beneficiaries. Uh, so for this, we have names like Tanaga, YTL Power, and SMRT. Thirdly is the development reigniting in Johor. Uh, where we like names like Sunway and, and IT Max. And my apologies for that. I know I went way more than three picks. <laughs> more is always better than less, Jeremy. Thank you so much for your time. That was Jeremy Go, Head of Research at Hong Leong Investment Bank, wrapping up the conversation by telling us the themes that he's advocating. Tourism is one. One play of that is Malaysian airports. Netter, of course, is another big team. Beneficiaries are Tanaga, YTR Power, SMRT, 
and Johor, which I think he mentioned Sunway. ITMAX and Sunway. Sunway. Uh, so some of the names that he's actually uh, advocating. Now, interestingly, he sounds rather positive for 2024, better than 2023, which on a year-to-date basis is down actually 3.2%. Well, I mean, the local conditions have improved tremendously. Perhaps, as you said, really, you're seeing that buy of foreign flood inflow. Does that continue on to next year? Yeah, margin markets are picking up again. So hopefully the more money coming back into our markets. It's all going to be, uh, I think all eyes will be, however, still be on the Fed, right? If the mantra is higher for longer, not so good for emerging markets, likely that the US dollar will remain strong and the fund flow will still remain very much in the US. It's also a question of how the magnificent seven, our lives all depend on those seven names in the US, how well they do. If money inflows still strong on those names, then not so great for the rest of us. And just as a caveat, they're not Marvel superheroes. No, neither are they shoguns or samurais. But that's all the corporate news we have have for you. But first, a quick message. For the visually impaired, challenges in life begin at an early age with multiple hurdles in their learning experience, with tasks such as reading and writing being hampered due to bulky Braille textbooks being shared. BraillePoet is an innovation that seeks to change that. It's a customized customizable 3D printed device that does away with the need for traditional Braille books and promotes independent learning. But how does this idea come about and what kind of work and collaboration went into making it happen? Find out when we speak to Alentino Raven, student innovator from Team Visionaries and Associate Professor Dr. Chu Hui Ling from the School of Engineering at Taylor's University on the evening edition tomorrow at 7pm. This initiative is part of the Taylor Sphere campaign. Up next after the 9.30am News Bulletin is of course People, Planet, Profit, where Shazana Mokhtar speaks to Datuk Megat Jaluddin Megat Hassan, COO of Tanaga National Berhad, on how they're navigating the energy transition. That's happening after the 9.30am News Bulletin. Keep it here, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.